Welcome to the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Alvesland, with Mr. Brian Terry. Hey, between drills, we'll try to answer any automotive questions you may have. Just give us a call. Our number is 291-6901. And you use the area code here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is 225. You can reach us from anywhere inside the continental United States this morning. There you go. Easy as peasy. There you go. <laughs> of course, if alternatively, if you don't care to call in or something occurred to you after you go off the air. That's right. You can always visit our website and get your questions answered that way. The address is agcoauto.com. That is A-G-C-O-A-U-T-O.com. There is a contact button on each and every page. Click the button. A little form is going to pop up. Fill it out with a vehicle we're working on, the mileage and the complaint you got or the symptom you got, and hit the button and send it on in. Right. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours. Of course, if you call us on the show, you get an answer back immediately. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and today, I guess this is the second to last show this year. I think we got one more one week more. this year. We should be live for both of these programs. All right. Kind of got all my vacations out of my system there <laughs> with that last mega vacation. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we'll be here live and in person so you got something on your mind give us a call we're glad to talk to you and point you in the right direction there you go best we can get you started get yeah. you stopped well stopping is more important than going i believe that's right well just been i sure don't want i sure don't want to uh, keep going and going and going you know, <laughs> a tree in front of me or something but you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about what we might talk about today and right. as, as always we try to have a general direction but we're never limited to that particular topic you can call it anything might be on your mind but talking about the number of folks who will be traveling sure this holiday season noticed it coming to the studio this morning about every third car you pass either had a roof rack loaded down with luggage mm-hmm. or tailgate dropped down and the back of the truck was full of stuff so right there's and a lot of people on the road right now traveling is. as we i come down i-10 from new orleans you'll notice the number of vehicles with out-of-state plates sure is probably five to six times higher than the norm there's, there's on that particular corridor, there's always a fair number of out-of-state plates. Right. Because it's a main east-west. Well, it's it's the lowest interstate, corridor. main interstate At the in the United the States mm-hmm. in the country. So it tends to, to carry a lot of mm-hmm. state-to-state traffic. Right. And then a lot of people do like to detour through New Orleans just right. because it is an exciting city to visit. So we see a lot of that, but it just seems like a... A little a lot more now. A lot more in the last day or two. And I guess folks are trying to get home or get somewhere for Christmas. Sure. So it's quite a bit more traffic on the road, which brings up the topic of when you do travel, if you are making plans to travel, if you hadn't gotten off yet, there are several things that you can do that can make that just a whole lot better. Sure. And, you know, we were discussing that earlier. I took a trip back in June or July, mm-hmm. and we had nowhere to go, nowhere to be, and no particular direction to even drive in. So it was kind of a, it didn't matter what happened on that trip. To right. Me. But people traveling home right before christmas they want to get there we found an app that we used while we were on vacation it was called Waze, mm-hmm. and it give you up-to-date traffic yeah live traffic up-to-date construction zones mm-hmm. even times the road delay times mm-hmm. and we used it a good bit right but it, that's just one thing it'd you know. definitely be handy of course the gps is really good but it doesn't normally give you the live updates i think there are some gps that do give you live mm-hmm. updates the subscription right you can, buy an additional charge things you can get but the point is if you can make a decision way ahead right it may only be a very slight detour for instance let's say you're going from new orleans to chicago well you've got i-55 which Mm -hmm. runs pretty much directly there or you got i-57 which pretty much goes right alongside of it if you know for sure that i-55 is closed down with a major major issue you may elect just to 
jump off of 57. 57. And at that point, that is probably not going to make 10 miles difference in your total trip. Sure. However, if you get to the point where it stopped and you try to go between one and the other, it may be several hundred miles. Well, everybody's everybody's at that point, and they're all trying to get around this accident. Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying, and not only several hundred miles, but the time you're going to lose. That's right. And how long are you going to be sitting in traffic before you can get out to even get to mm-hmm. the other route? I know same thing coming through Baton Rouge heading towards New Orleans. The two main routes, you have I-10, which right. ducks off, and then you have I-55, which you can catch I-12, catch 55, go down. It's about 20 miles longer right. to go that way. However, if there is a collision on the 12-mile bridge over the spillway and interstate's completely broke, you know, I have completely seen that stopped. be a two-hour or oh, three-hour delay easy. until they can get emergency services in there to clear that up. It's I mean, I would certainly rather go 15 miles further out sure. of the way. But if I make that decision when I'm in Baton Rouge, that is not a big deal. No. But if I make that when I'm approaching 12-mile bridge. It's too late. It's a very big yeah. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well, you know, your other option maybe is try to duck off on the US-61, which is Air, or airline highway. Right. But that being running through several major metropolitan areas, because you're going through Kenner, which is the airport. Mm-hmm. You're going through Metairie. You're going through all these major metropolitan areas, and that really, really, really stacks up. Sure. It slows you down, for one thing, because you have, you're not able to travel that 60. 80 miles an hour that the traffic is mm-hmm. normally running you're on a it's a highway but it like you're saying it still goes through this town so well, that the miles an hour slow down yeah it may be you 65 in the rural areas but it's going to slow down to maybe 45 in the cities and, and then, then there's a red light in every other corner sure i know coming through kenner and from from kenner to laplace i mean there is a red light yeah about every half a mile <laughs> yeah at, at very most at every half mile and you stop, 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 stop. And once you get on that route, you're going to have to go up quite a ways before you have the option to get back to sure. the interstate. So the whole point is where we're going with all that is if you know ahead of time, okay, there's a major construction project here. Right. Well, then I can elect to go around that. Yeah. 80, 90, 100 miles out, mm-hmm. you can go around it. It makes very, take- very, yeah, yeah, easily. You're not going to lose a whole, whole lot of time or a whole lot of more driving. And me, I if I got to go out of my way, I just soon I'm moving mm-hmm. than to be stopped. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll spend another half hour driving just to be moving. Yeah, if you're moving the whole time. Right. I get very, very aggravated just I do sitting too. in traffic. <laughs> I do, too. Just one of those things. I don't like, And a lot of times it doesn't amount to that much in the total scope of your trip, but it's just so aggravating. It is. It kind of puts a damp and, on and you. And the whole reason for trip is not to be aggravated. Ain't that true? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we go up to Gatlinburg uh-huh. and, and that area a lot because we enjoy the mountains up there. And you can take I-59 up or you could take I-65 up. And there's really not a whole lot of difference in the total right. miles you're going to drive. One may be 10 miles further than the other. But like I said, if, if I know which one is backed up or which one is likely to, to be back backed up. up. Right. So a little bit of research ahead of time. Sure can save you an inordinate amount of aggravation and you know we, we're talking a one day you know you're trying to make this trip in one day right if you're planning a two-day trip or a three-day trip you know about how far you're going to drive mm-hmm. it's best to call ahead mm-hmm. and check and see if there's a, a hotel room available i know on our little trip we had decided to stop and when we got to the, the little town we were in all the hotels were booked up it was a golf tournament yeah so we had to keep driving which like i said it was no big deal but could have been could have been we ran across that one time. We were in Asheville, North Carolina, and I didn't assume because this was it was a weekend, but it wasn't 
anything that I realized was going on. Uh-huh. And we pulled into the first little place that we saw, and no vacancies. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so we drive down the road a little piece, another one, no vacancies. So now I'm starting to get a little nervous. And I, what's going on? I said, man, there's a NASCAR oh, yeah. race in town. He says, you're not going to find anything for 200 miles either direction. And we ended up having to pull off in a parking lot and sleeping yeah. in the car because I just <laughs> I waited too late right. to find this out. Had I known, I could have stopped before you guys up the road yeah. and maybe found a place because it would have been earlier. But by the time I figured it out, everybody was oh yeah, it was too late. Where yeah. they're going? I was getting tired and I didn't want to continue to drive. So sure. it ended up wasn't the end of the world, but it was certainly inconvenient. Wasn't, wasn't very very comfortable. Night. Yeah, but like you said, if you know your route, you know about how far you want to drive. Sure. Some people, that number might be 300 miles. Some people might be 500 miles. Just depends. Or, or, or 600 or more. I mean, I have driven all the way from Miami, Florida to New Orleans, which right. is 920 miles in one and, day. Right. And it just, I had come off of a cruise. I'd been on that boat for. Ready, ready to be home. 14 days. I yeah. was very relaxed. I was ready to be home. And so I just drove straight on through. Sure. But for me, about 450 to 500 miles in a day is as much enough, as I want to yeah. go. And that's the first day. The second day, that might come down to 300 to 350. <laughs> <laughs> Each subsequent day comes down right. a, a little more, you know, how far I want to go. So if I know that, I know what my durability is, sure. I can sit there and kind of plot that out on the map, make arrangements to go ahead and have places to stop exactly and like you said uh, call ahead make your reservation right they'll hold a reservation for so many hours or right. so long so yeah hey we're gonna take our first quick little break be right back with more on the automotive hour travel my way take the highway that's the best i get your kicks on route 66 Ah, yes, Mr. Bigfoot. Uh, make yourself comfortable on the couch and tell me what has stressed you out. Uh, I'm just a secluded forest dweller, and I like it like that. But every now and then I get these people hunting me down. There's a TV show, jerky commercials, and now another movie. Then I worry about the hype. If they do find me, will my feet be big enough? Well, Mr. Foot, I can't really do much about these people, but I can tell you how to create some peace of mind in your life. Do like me and take your car to Agco once a year for a general inspection. They provide me an honest opinion on the maintenance and repairs I need now and in the future. They can even catch small issues that can lead to big expensive problems down the road. An Agco general inspection, huh? Oh, one more thing, Doc. Could you tell me where I can find this toilet paper? I've heard wonderful things about it. Here's Agco's number. And the name of another store that may ship some TP straight to your cave. Thanks, Doc. Get your own peace of mind and schedule your general inspection today at Agco Automotive. Agco, it's the place to go. Hey, welcome back. Just join us. This is the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Aldazan, with Mr. Brian Terry. If you got a question or a comment, why don't you give us a call? We appreciate hearing from you. We got all our lives wide open. It'd be a perfect time to call in. There you go. And that number is 291 6901. There you go. Put a 225 in front of that and reach us from anywhere in the country. We were talking a little bit about traveling for the mm-hmm. holidays and right. such as that. I mean, that's not limited to that topic, but it's just what we we're kind of discussing. One of the things when you move out of your normal area of the country, and particularly if you're going a long distance, is that climate can change, sometimes sure. drastically, and you want to have your car prepared and ready for that. Exactly. For instance, if you have, let's say you're going from New Orleans, and your coolant is old, but 
still kind of there. Yeah. And you're going up to, say, Wisconsin somewhere where it gets much, much colder. Is your coolant ready to take that additional cold? Right. Or conversely, let's say you live in one of the cooler areas of the country and you're coming down to the south where it right. gets much hotter, to the west where it gets much hotter. Is your car ready to handle the extra heat load? Is your air conditioning up to snuff? Mm-hmm. And there are people probably chuckling right now. They're <laughs> sitting in 30-degree weather talking about air conditioning, but there are parts of the country where it is still oh yeah, pretty warm. And right now outside, it's, what, 60, 64, 65 something, degrees here? Something like that. Yeah, I know in a lot of parts of the country it's much colder. And we will get, even in the middle of what most people consider winter, we'll have days that will go into the 80s, 85 degrees. Well, they're forecasting 70 degrees next week for Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 70 degrees is not that big a deal, but for December in Louisiana, it, it kind of is. Yeah, so let's say your air conditioner either does not work or does not work very well, and you come down to a very hot part of the country, well, and that may be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. if your cooling system is not working very well and it can't handle the cold. You know, your antifreeze is weak or depleted, and let's say it's only protected down to maybe 30 degrees, which is more than adequate down here because sure. it rarely gets below 30 degrees, but you go up in this 10 below zero in the morning and the engine block is frozen there's a big crack inside <laughs> of it because when that coolant freezes it expands right and, and when it's got nowhere to go it makes room to go well you know that is hydraulics it's, it's kind of like putting a soda can in a freezer and freezing it right the ends of it pop out because it has nowhere else to go and we don't really realize the forces that come to bear when you freeze something and it starts to expand sure. something in a contained area like that it's it's not unlike you can take a firecracker and just throw it on the ground and it just pops sure but put it in your hand and wrap it around and hold it real tight right and you blow can, your fingers off right you're gonna be losing a couple digits right same thing with that water it doesn't expand a huge amount but where there's nowhere for it to go it is going to expand oh yeah it's going to crack that cast iron cylinder block sure. like it was a pecan shell i mean it'll i've seen them split all the way down the side right and it's just because the water expanded, and there was nowhere for it to go, so it's going to find a place it, to it go. It moves that, that cast iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in fact, I can remember as a kid, we had a, a V8 engine block that had cracked. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where we got it or what we were doing with it, but we took and welded the crack up. Yeah. You know, yeah. took a nickel rod and, and welded that cast iron back mm-hmm. up. And you can do that, that sometimes, leak. just depending. Depends uh, on where some, it cracks. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Right. The crack just keeps on running. We used to fix engines that were cracked back when I worked in the machine shop, and we had some little cast iron screws mm-hmm. that were sort of a wedge-shaped screw. And what you do, you start off by drilling a hole in either end of the crack right. to keep it from going further, because when it gets to that hole, it just goes around the hole. The, the, you know, it doesn't go any further. And you would put screws tap and you screw these down it's kind of like a pipe thread fold it down you screw it the more the tighter it expand. and then you could just cut it off flush with the thing and then you would come back and put one every so far then you come back and drill between them and what you ended up with was a complete line of screws mm-hmm. there so it would technically seal the engine block and it made a permanent repair right it worked out pretty well of course, nowadays you have a lot more aluminum engine blocks sure. and such as that so that repair may not be practical Another thing with cracking in cast iron and such as that or aluminum is that sometimes you just can't really see it readily. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to lose coolant and you don't know where it's going and you can't really see the crack. It just looks like a little piece of casting flash or sometimes you just can't see it at all. Particularly what will happen is that when it cools off, when you're examining it, it'll kind it'll of close, close up. up right? Then when it heats up and gets pressure behind it, the water will come oozing out. 
I know Honda had some problems with some of their engines cracking, and there was a recall involved they did. there. It some was, of their four cylinders. It was a 1.8 liter. Uh, Come in the Civics mostly. I think some of the cards had it also. But right around the drain, it had a big drain plug right mm-hmm. in front of the block, and the casting around it would crack. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think they ended up recalling they those did. and they would make it right. But yeah. Just this kind of stuff that happens. <laughs> yep. Let's go to our phone lines. We've got John on the line. Good morning, John. Hi, it's John from Toronto calling. Hey, John, how you doing, Good man? Good morning. Good. How are you, fellas? Great. Doing great. I wanted to make sure I wished you a Merry Christmas. Well, thank well, you. Thank you. I have a question. I contacted you a bit on this, Lewis, but a question. My Civic, the 12 with 60,000 miles, mm-hmm. it had both the alternator and the starter go at the same time. Is that Does that happen very often, or could you talk about what the circumstances would be that would have those two things sort of go at the same time? That is not common for them to go out at the same time. Honda has had a little bit of trouble, in my opinion, with their starters. We seem to change a fair amount more Honda starters these days than we did in the past. And I think whoever they're having manufacture those for them, Honda and Toyota both are under a lot of pressure to use American manufacturers. The content of those cars is actually much higher in some instances of domestic parts than a lot of the big three are. And that's not always a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. But if they select a low-price vendor or whatever, sometimes they get into problems or somebody has a bad design. But we have changed out a number of Honda starters at 60-ish Mm-hmm. kind of miles which is something we used to not really see a lot now yes, alternators well, with mine uh, mm-hmm. it was dra- it was dragged yeah it was you know, kind when, of a slow when crank first, when you when you first went and we i actually the mechanic actually let me take his uh, voltmeter home to check to see that it was at 12 after it started it was still at 12 right up so that kind of eliminated battery and probably alternator at that yeah because it sounds like a dead battery or a weak battery right. kind of they'll crank slow what we do, we put an amp meter on it, we measure the amps, and normally those little starters are drawing around 150 to 175 amps, and when they start to go bad, they'll be pulling two, 250. I mean, they pull, they start pulling a lot more amperage. That's why they're, they're turning slow. Something internally is dragging in them, it seems. But to answer your question about the alternator, that is kind of rare for both of them to go out around that time. We really haven't changed a lot of alternators on Honda, particularly I'm that low mileage. I'll tell you why. He actually showed me the alternator on the one time and it showed it was up and then the next time came it wasn't wait you know he put he, he put it back on and it didn't so he assumed it needed to be replaced and i'm questioning whether that alternator probably really needed to be changed yeah you know that alternator system on that car is computer controlled the computer can kick it up and down and it's doing that based on a number of factors it's looking at several different sensors it's looking at several different things it is possible that one of the sensors was giving him a bad input, and even the starter could have been involved in that. Who knows? I mean, when a starter is supposed to pull 150 to 175 and is pulling 275, it's drawing a lot more current out of that battery, which may affect the way the alternator charges. So possibly a coincidence, possibly a misdiagnosis. It would be kind of difficult at this point to say it is – also possible, yeah, they did just both go out at the same time. I mean, if the charging system is compromised for some reason, for instance, the battery is being discharged a good bit because of a bad starter, it could certainly overwork the alternator trying to put the charge back into it. Uh, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And 
I had a, last summer I had a situation where I left the ignition on by mistake mm-hmm. and ran it right out. And I don't, I think when we put the, we ended up putting a new, ba- or sorry, when we, we got it going, we didn't take it and put on a slow charger and bring it back up to, to yeah. the proper. Yeah, always so the better to do that. Alternator was try- the alternator was trying to, to charge it, and I know right. that the alternators are not need are not supposed to do that. Yeah, they al- just maintain right. Alternators they are really not battery chargers. Right. They are designed. They can keep a good battery up, but as we've said many times on the show, at an idle, the alternator is sometimes being subsidized by the battery. There's a battery is putting out the extra current because at an idle, that alternator cannot put out enough to keep up with the load, much less keep up with the load and charge the battery. You know, if you got say a hundred amp alternator on there, it may only put out fifty amps at an idle, and the draw on the car might be sixty five. So fifteen amps is having to come; it's coming out of the battery. It's actually discharging at an idle. When you speed it up, the current you know, comes up enough to cover the load plus put some back into the battery. But again, if you have a compromised battery because it's been totally discharged or it's being discharged, the alternator is going to work a lot, lot, lot harder. And people always say, why don't they put bigger alternators? Because bigger alternators are susceptible to failure just because they get a lot hotter because they handle a lot more load. So they're trying to right-size it all to make everything work the best it can and last as long as it can. Because no matter what you do in engineering, when you change one thing, you're changing other things. So you With don't my, sorry. Go ahead. They, they don't want to stick a 300-amp alternator on it because it wouldn't last under the heat of the car. It would be generating too much heat, and they, there's no way to get rid of all that heat. So those would fail even sooner. Well, mine, when it was two years old, uh, they put in a Honda had a recall and put a new battery in and said that they rejigged the computer because they had this eco uh, deal where they're right. trying to save. And I, and I don't think it was charging enough and it ruined the battery. It could so they, very well. Put a brand, the battery hadn't actually died, but they put a new battery in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I wondered at the point whether this might be something, but it's so long ago, that's six years from yeah. when they did it. So Of course, I you know, if the alternator it. was being strained at that time, Let's say it, it was getting a little hotter than it should. It may yeah. have just, some of the insulation may have just flaked off, not enough to really be noticed, but it shortened the life of it. Uh, it's sort of like okay. a human being being exposed to some type of a chemical. It may not do anything to him right then, but he may die prematurely 20 years later. And better the car than my old body. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You can always get another car. <laughs> yeah, all right, Joe, we appreciate you calling. How's the uh, weather again, up there? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, folks. Yes, sir. How's your weather up there right now? Oh, cold. I'm sitting in my car freezing at the moment. <laughs> I've had a Starbucks on a, on a Wi-Fi setup, but it's not a bad hookup. There you wow. go. Hey, thanks for calling, John. Merry All Christmas right, to you, man. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take our second quick little break, but, hey, we'll be right back with a whole lot more on the Automotive Hour. So lie back on the couch, Ms. Bo Peep, and tell me what's got you stressed. Ugh, my sheep keep getting lost. I mean, they're in the meadow one minute, and I look down at a text, and then I don't know where to find them. And they keep doing it. Let me level with you, Doc. Sheep are not the smartest animals. <laughs> not you, Denise. You're the exception. Look, Doc, you ever try to have a conversation with a sheep? It's a little one-sided. They just look at you with this blank look on their faces. That and the whole getting lost thing has me at my wit's end. 
I can't really help you with losing sheep, but I can tell you how to get a little peace of mind. Do like me and take your car into Agco Automotive once a year for a general inspection. They check everything out and perform maintenance on what you need to keep your car running right, and it saves money in the long run. Ooh, but the money I save, I can buy some shock collars to keep those little halfwits in one place. <laughs> Denise, you know I wouldn't do that to you. Get your own peace of mind and schedule your general inspection today at Agco Automotive. Agco. It's the place to go. Hey, welcome back. You just joined us the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Lewis Aldazan, with Mr. Brian Terry. Hey, between two of us, we'll try to answer any questions you may have. Why don't you give us a call? Our number is 291-6901. Be glad to try to help you out and chat you up a little bit on whatever problem you may have. That's right. And you can get a very live answer right now there you go both of us alive <laughs> <laughs> maybe me a little less than you but <laughs> who knows I, I went to a christmas party last night pretty late so yeah uh, <laughs> not... would you stay till eight o'clock yeah actually yeah i guess we left about nine thirty. yeah but i didn't get home till about midnight i didn't okay. get back to baton rouge till about midnight last <laughs> night so that's pretty late for me believe me <laughs> Yeah, nine nine thirty is pretty much uh yeah my limit on yeah, well. Christmas parties. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I got home the other day and there's a letter on the the table laying there and wifey got the mail and brought it in. It said A A R P on it. Mm-hmm. They figured out I was over fifty now. There so, you go. Uh, <laughs> you can start getting those. Believe me, I've been getting them for years. <laughs> I'm getting all kind of stuff now. That's right. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about getting ready for traveling and all that, and I had it was kind of funny. A local television personality that i used to do radio with years ago called and says lewis could you come on and give people a few pointers right about getting their car ready for vacation i said well yeah I, what i would do is have the car checked before i left sure by a professional and then i'd carry a cell phone and he kind of looked confused well right. should they bring a flashlight well yeah help them find a cell phone to start <laughs> <laughs> because there is nothing you're really going to be able to do on a modern car if it breaks i ML1 Master Tech, and if my car broke on the side of the interstate, there is nothing I can do because I don't have a half million dollars worth of tooling and equipment sure. in the trunk of my car. And without a scan tool, a digital lab scope, and several other pieces of electrical apparatus, there's just not a whole lot I can do. It's not like the old days when you could crank it over, look down the carburetor, and see you had fuel or not, pull a spark plug wire, see if you had a spark. And really, there were some things you could check, take distributor cap off, see if the points were firing. Nowadays, with electronics, there is absolutely nothing you can see. No. Nothing you're going to be able to do anything with. So the point is, if you have the car inspected thoroughly, we call that a general inspection. Right. But other shops may have different names for it. But have a good overall inspection. That will not eliminate 100% of your problems. It will reduce the number of problems, reduce the likelihood of having a problem. Sure. Nothing is 100%. Buying a brand-new car and Doesn't, driving yeah. it off the show does not mean 100% you're not going to have a yeah. problem. Go to the service department in a dealership and see how many brand-new cars are in there on the rack. Well, that's right. And you and I both have worked in new car dealerships. And how often did they sell brand-new cars on Friday and Saturday and you come in Monday morning as... Yeah, 15 records sitting out there with brand new cars on and them. I've seen them not even get off transport truck. Yeah, I mean, they just know? things break. It's a mechanical device. And right. Depending on how you count parts, there's probably 50,000 to oh. 500,000 parts in a car because, you know, is a radio one part or, right. is, it or the, is it a combination of 300 parts that make it up? Right. And, you know, is a windshield wiper switch one part or the 200 parts that are inside of it? 
So depending on how you count parts, I mean, sure. you, you may have a half million parts on a car, any one of which can result in a breakdown. Not all of them do. Some are not mission critical. For instance, if your uh, headlight switch goes out, it's probably not going to stop your car from going. Although as long as you drive, it. drive it dark. Yeah, drive it dark. And just depending on what part it is, but if one of those electronic components in the body control module or the power control module or transmission control module or whatever sure. goes out, most likely the car is going to quit running. And they are pretty robust, and they do a pretty good job, I find, on new cars, making them reliable. But things do happen. Right. So the point is, a good, thorough inspection by a professional can spot things that may result in a problem. Well, he's he's going to be looking for things that the normal, average person is not going to be looking for. Well, you know, as, uh, in our example we were discussing earlier with your coolant, he can check the pH on the coolant. He can right. check the specific gravity on the coolant. He can say you're protecting down to 30 degrees. The area you're going to is going to be 20 degrees. This is the problem. We need to change the coolant. Sure. He can pull the dipstick on the transmission if it has one, or at least inspect the fluid and say, you know, this fluid is very dark, it's very thick. When's the last time it was changed? Well, it's never been changed. Well, putting around in 40-degree weather with thick, dirty transmission fluid is bad. Right. But but taking it out into a cold climate where, number one, the idle is going to be much higher because the engine is cold, and slamming gear, the pressure is extremely high, you break a transmission part. Now, that could likely have been headed off by servicing the transmission needs doing anyway and he could have spotted that for you right like john's call where if he checks a starter and the draw on that starter motor is much higher than it should be it should be we have a potential problem here does mm-hmm. that mean the starter is going to go out on this trip maybe maybe not but if i'm going 1200 1500 miles from home right i don't, I don't want to take, take that, that chance, chance. If my starter's pulling 275 amps, it's going to fail. I do right. know that. Right. I don't know when, but I know it's going to fail. Why wouldn't I want to do it now? Well, and not to mention the problems. You're not showing problems now, but the things that are it's tearing up as it's going out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's drawing more amps out the battery than it should. It's stressing the cables out more than they should be. Alternator. Alternator. So, you know, you know it's going bad. Go ahead and change it now. Yeah, why, why would you want why to wait on something like that? And, you know, there are just probably an infinite number of things like that. For instance, your tires. You may look at your tires and say, hey, these tires are good. They yeah, got a lot of tread the on rubber them. left on them. But what you don't realize is these tires are eight years old. Right. Because time's gotten away from you. Now, if you are putting around town at 10, 15, 20, 30 miles an hour, that's bad enough. Right. But you get on the interstate. Now you're driving 70, 75 miles an hour for hours and hours on end. Tire comes loose. Let's go. Now you're sitting on the side of the road with a blown out tire at, at best. best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or sitting upside of a snowbank or <laughs> yeah. with, with your uh, all kind of things. Or head on into an 18 wheeler or whatever. The point is, a lot of these things can be headed off sure. ahead of time with a good, thorough inspection. Somebody that knows what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of things that they can. If you're going to have a general inspection done on your car, it's best to tell the shop, hey, I'm going on a vacation. I'm going to be traveling this distance uh-huh. in this kind of climate. And I'm not going until next month. Right. Don't don't wait to the last minute to try to get things done because if they find something major before, you know, mm-hmm. when you've got plenty of time, you've got plenty of time to make rearrangements or get this problem fixed. As if you wait till the last minute, now you've got this major problem. You don't know what to do. You're, you're trying to, to keep things working. Mm-hmm. And 
you may end up leaving that car at home and renting a car. Well, good point. Let's say we get it in and the transmission fluid is very, very dark. We drop the pan and there's a bunch of metal in the pan. Right. You know that trans is on its way out. It's on its way out, but the way you normally drive your car is maybe very short trips infrequently. Yeah, in town. So that transmission may last two or three or four more, as long as you're going to keep the car in town. However, it would not be prudent to take it out 1500 miles out of town exactly because the risk exceeds any possible reward the point is if you're a month out now you got time to call a rental car company arrange alternate transportation if you wait to the day before christmas i can absolutely guarantee every (laughs) rental car company in the united states of america yeah. Has been rented out with a long, long, long waiting list. Yeah. So well, they, they may still have that little Geo Metro or uh, <laughs> you know that little Yaris or, yeah, uh, or yeah. a Sonic or and, something and, like that and, left and on you, the lot. And you got four kids and, and right three dogs, twenty five suitcases and three right. dogs and right. Your wife's gonna be ragging on you all the way there. So <laughs> Somebody's gonna be riding on the roof. Yeah, it's not gonna be a pleasant trip. No. And even if you say, well, I could always fly, but again, what are the odds of calling the airline and getting a flight now? Two days before right. Christmas or three days before Christmas. Yeah, you got lots and lots and lots of options if you plan Get ahead. Exactly. So the point is, most people realize I'm going to be making this trip mm-hmm. at Christmas. Well, so, they've already planned it months in advance. Yeah, listen. I mean, somewhere around Thanksgiving... As soon as Thanksgiving's out of the way, we clean the dishes up. It's time to start making our plans for this. Go get the yeah. car checked and all. Then don't wait until de- right. December 22nd to make your appointment to go get the car checked. Because another thing is if you do run across something, you know, we've got a potential problem here. Let's say we check the alternator and it's barely putting out, or let's say it's making some noise right. where it's going to fail. Well, some alternators may cost four or five hundred dollars, and I know there are people with four or five hundred dollars hit a right check. It's no big deal. Pop, sure, pop it on the plastic. But that's, to some people, that is a big deal. Well, and that's providing you can get one. Well, you know, that's you, another point. You may not be able to get that part in time to mm-hmm. get it put on the car to get the car out before you get ready to leave on Christmas vacation. Right. Or if, let's say you you run across something that is very time consuming to repair. Some some repairs take two or three days. Sure, and you're planning on leave. Well, now you. Now you're backed up. Even at if you've got least. time, you're going to get the car from the shop and hit the road, which is never a wise. No, it's not choice. I always, I mean, we do an excellent job, and we have very, very few problems with the work we do. But I don't advise people to come in and get an engine overhaul and, and then, then leave hit town the, road the next day. That day, right? Because things can go wrong. And, and you know, I talked to a guy the other day. He's a real good friend of mine. He put an, a used engine in a pickup truck in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and as soon as he got it cranked up. They loaded it up and headed for Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a bit of trouble. Yeah. Well, but that, sometimes you Sometimes won't. it happens. But sometimes way. you will. But most of the time, you've always yeah. got some little lingering problem that, there, there that shows up later. Could very well be. And you know, a lot of times when an engine goes out, it causes other issues. Yeah. That could manifest as problems. And then the process of taking all these components apart, putting all these components back together, certainly something can get yeah. not quite lined up. A vacuum line doesn't get pushed all the way on the vacuum line was old and when you pushed it on it cracked, it cracked a little bit nobody noticed it the cold opened it up some more and now right. you got a major vacuum well leak. the vacuum line pops off first thing check engine light pops on now you just had an engine put in the vehicle oh my god is yeah. the engine what is to go it? out <laughs> and most time it's not that big of a problem right. you clip the end of the line i'll stick it back on if you knew that but if you don't know that sure. and you're in the middle of nowhere and you know who knows what then that check engine light can be very, very, very unnerving to you. Or worse yet, in an unfamiliar town. That's right. Where do you take this vehicle to have it work on? Well, and 
who knows what's going to happen. I'm not saying there are that many dishonest shops out there because I think most of those guys who were dishonest at one time are gone Pretty much now. gone, yeah. Most shops who have survived into this era are good, solid shops. Right. And it's really, I think the majority of, of the shops out now are, are very honest people. I mm-hmm. think they're good. I think they do a good job for the most part. But, again, you do happen to get this one guy. He sees you from out of town, whatever. Right. Yeah, you need a a toddler valve is going to be six hundred dollars well you broke down a side road in his little town there you're going to pretty much do what he tells you right like christmas vacation you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah chevy chase <laughs> yep. yeah that's uh I'm not, I'm not saying that kind of stuff happens a lot but it can happen and you can help to prevent that uh-huh. with you know like i said plan ahead getting the car checked ahead right now another service that a lot of people avail themselves of let's say they do find themselves in that situation if they're one of our customers very very often they will send me an email uh-huh. and i can give them some opinions on what i think it is even if i can't diagnose it over the phone then they can take it somewhere and i can talk to the guy who they're talking to sure. and see if what he's saying sounds, sounds feasible right. and that's part of our service to our regular customers we do that all the time had a guy not long ago broke down out of town goes to the shop and i had i said well if you could put the tech on the phone and i asked him a few questions and he obviously knew what he was talking about right. we discussed it a little bit and i said yeah that sounds to me perfectly feasible i think the guy is being very reasonable with you right and so it kind of relieved his mind and got him on but i have seen cases where i can kind of listen to the guy in five minutes i know hey yeah this is a snow you're, job you're in the wrong place that's right let's go back to our phones matt good morning matt hey good morning guys how you doing doing great doing sir good. hey quick question mm-hmm. so i know you guys talk a lot about oil and oil filters yes sir usually trying to use like the manufacturer's oil filter most um, of the time that's a good choice now what about so i run mobile one and everything mm-hmm. what about uh, like a mobile one filter because i've got chevrolet and the toyota and you know, versus going and picking those up from the dealer. Right. Are those highly regarded in your... Well, uh, see, Mobile One does not make all filters. They're buying those from someone and just putting their name on it. And the thing is, at a given moment, that might be a very good, high-quality filter, but things change with huge companies. Another CEO comes in, he wants two more pennies on the bottom line, so they go find a cheaper vendor. And unless you're testing these every single day, it's hard to say what you're getting in that box that the reason i recommend the oem filter not because it is the absolute bottom line best filter ever made but it's always a consistently good filter that you can kind of trust they have long-term relationships with their filter vendors and so on so if i test a gm delco filter and it's good it's probably going to be good for the life of that filter they're not likely to change the manufacturer too much on it and i'm not picking on mobile one or any of the other filter manufacturers but that's my only point of contention i've seen companies one after another that were very very good they ownership changes hands they change their strategy and all of a sudden they're putting absolute trash in the box same exact box selling on the name yeah i can spot that relatively quick because i go through a lot of parts but to the average individual who buys something once twice a year it's gonna take an awful long time for him to figure that out so right. that's my contention with using the OEM filter, or at least a highly, highly regarded filter. The Mobile One filters I have looked at in the past have been good quality parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know okay. who's making them today or who will be making them tomorrow, but for for right now, I would say they're okay. Like I said, they're not making them. They're having them made somewhere, but who knows? 
Okay. I'd hope for the, what they charge for them that they're decent. But yeah. yeah. Like but, you know, you in, in the automotive business, that, that price is not necessarily an indication of quality. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. And then uh, last question, just getting those filters, would you basically have to go to the dealer then to get the true OEM? No. no. OEM for Ford is Motocraft. OEM for Delco, uh, for true GM is Delco. Okay. Uh, something like Toyota or Honda, yes, you would because they don't have an aftermarket supplier. Right. And I'm going to tell you, if you go to most OEM dealers and you say, hey, look, I want to buy, say, a case of your filters, what can you do for me? They'll generally cut you a little slack on it. At the very least, they'll give you a wholesale price on it, so you're saving some money. And as long as you keep them in a climate control, you know, keep them in the house in the bottom of a closet somewhere, they'll last. And most of the OEM filters are really not out of line with the aftermarket filters. If they are, there's a reason. You know, I definitely, I don't want a $2 oil filter on my car. You know, I want right. I want a six dollar oil filter somewhere in that neighborhood. Most of the OEM stuff is going to be in the five six dollar range. Right. Honda's a little bit higher. I think there's around seven or eight. But what's seven or eight bucks compared to an engine? You know, right. it's, it's virtually nothing. So I don't want to be penny wise and dollar foolish. But yeah, if you want to try to bring your cost down a little bit, you can go to dealer and and kind of hey, if I buy six filters, what what could you do for me? And he'll generally knock you a little slack and, on it and see if they'll throw the the, the drain washer. plug seals mm-hmm. in. Like on Honda, most time you say, "Hey, look, you throw in six drain plug washers. Well, those are almost a dollar piece if you right. got to buy them. So that knocks another buck off, and and they'll generally do something like that for you." Okay, good to know. Well, guys, thank you. Love the show, and uh, Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. How's the weather up there in Carolina? It's not too bad. It's a little windy today, but it's you know it's warm. So I'll, I'll take that any day. <laughs> I understand. I hear you. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, Matt. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 I right, take one last quick little break. Be right back with more in the Automotive Hour. Hello, you must be Glenda de Goodwitch. Uh, relax on the couch and tell me what's stressing you out. Do you know how stressful it is to be good all the time? I don't want to be wicked, but sometimes I just like to not say thank you or pinch a bratty kid or stick my finger in a chocolate. And if I don't like the flavor, put it back in the box. Oh, that would be divine. Unfortunately, Glenda, I can't assist you with your goodness issues. Uh, but for peace of mind, schedule an annual general inspection with Agco Automotive. Zelt check out your vehicle, perform needed maintenance, and let you know about future repairs. Sad ways, there are no surprises. Well, you definitely want your automotive repair shop to be good and not wicked. A young girl once told me there's no place like home. And I've got to go. Just bill me. I'll be somewhere over the rainbow. Toodaloo! Hmm, that little witch might not be so good after all. Get your own peace of mind and schedule your general inspection today at Agco Automotive. Agco, it's the place to go. Hey, welcome back to the final segment of the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Alvazan, president of Agco Automotive. Got our lead tech, Mr. Brian Terry, right here in the co-pilot seat. We were talking a little bit today about getting your car ready to go on vacation right. or travel home for the holidays right. or whatever the case may be. And a couple of last points I wanted to make real quick because we're getting low on time is you want to definitely carry a cell phone. Sure. That's going to be your number one line of defense where you can call somebody to assist you if you get on the road. Another really good thing, I learned this the hard way a long time ago, you have an extra key somewhere in your car because inevitably if you lose a key on the road, that can be a real, real, real inconvenient thing. Sure, sure, because the way keys are made now, you you have to call somebody – 
you can give them the VIN number, but you've got to prove this vehicle belongs to you. Mm-hmm. All your information is locked in the car. You need the key to get the information to. So right. it kind of it kind of snowballs on you real fast. Well, and you make another good point about information. If you will take and make a copy of the title of the car, the registration of the car, and your driver's license, put it in your luggage or right. put it in your back pocket, fold it up, put it in your wallet or something like that, that can be very, very, very handy. Uh, sure. Let's say your car god forbid gets stolen mm-hmm. well if you can call the police and hand them a copy of the co- of the, the registration. registration they've got the vin number they've got a description of the car they've got all that information right there right plus it proves yes i this, did have this car exactly <laughs> this was my car and was stolen and uh same thing if you get into an accident or something you want to make sure that you have proof, proof of insurance and all these sorts of things because if you're out of state, I mean, if you're in town where people know you, they may cut you a little bit of slack Maybe. on that. Probably not a whole lot. But right. if but, you're out of town or worse, out of the country, yeah. and you are involved in an automobile accident, the first thing they're going to know is, is our local citizen going to be protected by this out-of-state thug who came in here his car? <laughs> so, you know, right. having those proofs of insurance and registration, all, registration right. and all that can definitely make your vacation go a whole lot easier for you. Sure. So it's just another one of those little things that you can do along with getting the car checked. And uh, if you check it yourself, that's one thing. But Make sure, uh, your, make sure your local state inspection is up to date mm-hmm. because you don't want to get a ticket out of town with a bad inspection sticker. Right, or get stopped. Or get stopped. Necessarily. So I see we are just about out of time. need to start winding on up, getting ready to get on out of here. Tell everybody I much appreciate them listening this morning and every Saturday morning. I'd like to thank all our podcasters for listening this week and every week. Go to your favorite broadcast or rebroadcast service, whichever that might be. Mm-hmm. Find a written view and fill it out for us. There you go. If you fill out those written reviews, it moves us up in the ranking. So when people come in and type in a generic term, say auto repair, our name comes up close to the top of the list. More people click on us, more people click on us, as long as we can do the show. There you go. <laughs> hey, preceding was opinion based on our experience in the automotive industry. Have a great weekend. A Merry Christmas. <laughs>